I was almost late today. I almost missed the beginning of the show. And that's because my mother has been missing. Your mother's missing. My mother's been missing. Yes. So my mother's one of these people that has her cell phone on her at all times. In fact, she's like a teenager. We've had instances with her where like we'll go out for dinner and we'll say, okay, everybody phones on the table, like turn your phone off. Everybody turn your phone off. And my mother is the one person who will be texting under the table and you know she's doing it because she it's obvious because mm. the way that the way that she holds her phone but also she mouths the words what she's texting while she's texting so you'll be sitting there having conversation with her or ask her a question you'll just see her mouthing words like not really talking just like like what was she oh she's texting so put your phone away little girl like we're having dinner now mm-hmm. so she's always on the phone I mean, she is one of these people that that phone is glued to her hand at all times. Like mm-hmm. whenever there are these stories about people that are on their phone too much and what they can do to get off their phone or take a break from their phone, that kind of thing. My mother, that's that's her. That's 100 percent her. So um, I get a call today to do law and order criminal intent and I'm, I'm cast in a part. But the part is contingent upon my having a car, which sounds weird, but that's how they do it. The, the director wants you, but the part's only yours if you have a car. And the role I am potentially going to play is the girlfriend of a criminal. And I guess I pull up, I get in the car, he, I, you know, I drive up, he gets in the car and I pull away. And, you know, I, either I'm the getaway driver or he makes a point and gets in the car and we drive away together. I'm waiting for my girlfriend. There she is. You know, that kind of thing. The problem is I don't have a car. She does. Right. Right. So I call to ask her if I can borrow her car. Mm-hmm. And it's time sensitive because the casting person is waiting for an answer. So I call her, goes right to voicemail. It's like, mm, that's kind of odd. Well, maybe she's under the line, didn't switch over. Maybe she's in the bathroom. I wait a couple of minutes. I call back, goes to voicemail. So I call my dad and I said, is mom there? What's she doing? What's going on? He's like, no, she's over her friend Jane's house. I said, she got a phone with her. She's like, yeah, I haven't heard it ring in the house. I mean, I'll check where she leaves the phone. No, no, phone's not here. She's got it with her. Of course, Mm -hmm. she's with her. Did it ring at all or did it go right to voicemail? It rang. Oh, right. See, if it went right to voicemail, then obviously she's on the phone or she could have had it turned off or she was on a train or whatever. Right. But it rang. Yeah, that's weird. So I text her and I said, hey, listen, do me a favor. Call me real quick. Whatever you're doing. Sorry to bother you. I have a question to ask you and it's time sensitive. I don't hear back. So I call my dad and I said, can you can you give her a call? I know she answers your call. He called her not once, but five times. Yeah, this is going on over the course of like a good hour, like over the course of the hour. He and I took turns calling and texting her. Mm-hmm. Nothing. We heard nothing from her. So we're like, ah, she's probably fine. It's probably okay. Let's just wait a little longer. We wait another hour. So we're in hour two now. I call her again. My dad calls her five more times. Still doesn't answer the phone. I call her, goes to voicemail. I said, okay, what's her friend Jane's last name? Where does she live? So I get Jane's last name. I get the name of the building that she lives in. I call the doorman. And I said, 
do me a favor. My mom's over there with Jane, whatever her last name You're is. Doing oh. An emergency breakthrough in 2021. Right. I know. That's, that's basically what it is. Like, thank God I live in a city where like a doorman could, could inter- intervene. So the doorman's like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen them today. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Like, my mom's been there for several hours. No, I, have, I haven't seen them. I, are you sure they're here? No, yeah. Well, that's what she said she was going, unless my mother's having an affair or something. So I'm like, oh, maybe my mother's having an affair. Mm. And I'm totally like blowing her game now. So now I'm like, I got to talk to Anthony about this because if my mom's <laughs> having an affair. And Should I'm, you tell your dad? Yeah. Do I tell my dad? Uh, I mean, I'm clearly stepping all over her game at this point. Like mm. the last thing you want when you're with your lover is for your Your mom husband. is not. Your, your husband your, and daughter to be like blowing up your phone. No, your mom is not cheating on your dad. I can almost guarantee that. So I, I'm worried about where she is at this point. As am I. Okay. So I wait, I wait even longer and my dad and I try again and I call the doorman and the doorman's like, let me call up there and see what's going on. He's like, I haven't seen them all day. L- let me see what's going on. And just, and this is like, Literally two minutes before I'm supposed to get on the air with you. Just as the doorman is about to call up, my dad says, she just walked in. She's here. She's here. And my mom walked in like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? We've been trying to call you for three hours. More. Four four hours. You don't answer your phone. We don't know. Where four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Four hours. What's the excuse? I got to know the excuse. You're going to love this. So my mom's birthday was yesterday. And my mom used to be on Broadway and off Broadway and did cabaret and she was a singer. So Jane thought it'd be fun for her birthday to hire. Jane has this big, beautiful apartment and she has. Well, the reason I got scared that the apartment building that Jane lives in is a building that the Trumps used to live in. And we're here in New York. So I'm like, uh oh, it's a Trump building, you know, not one that they own, but one that they lived in. Mm. So now I'm like, uh, who knows what's going on these days? You never know. No, Jane has a ton of money and she has a baby grand piano. So she hired a piano player to come over so that she and my mother can sing and make music for four hours. Four hours. Yeah. Well, four hours it, you're singing and not answering your phone. Well, first it was a lunch. She had like a little luncheon. Mm-hmm. And then it was my mother said it was like two hours solid of music. And they turned off their phones for that time. And she's like, I'm allowed to have my phone. I'm allowed to have a life. It's like, no one's saying that. It's just, it's not like you. Tell us ahead of time. Hey, if you need me, don't worry. I'm alive. I'm safe. Nobody murdered me. You know, that is funny that you can't disappear for four hours without the world (laughs) crashing down. (laughs) (laughs) In this day and age, you can't go five minutes without somebody losing their mind that something happened to you. Yeah. Uh, Well, listen, if you're somebody who is always in touch, who has their phone glued to their hand. Yeah. You know, let a bitch know. Let me know ahead of time. Just be like, hey, I know that you're obsessed with me. I know that you call and text all day long, but I'm going to be turning my phone off and you know, decompressing for four hours. Yeah. I, I know you're the most needy know. human being ever. So, 
it's not that I'm needy. It's the fact that in this situation, I had to let the law and order people know if I was going to be available. And mm-hmm. I couldn't say yes unless my mother was going to lend me her car. So did you screw that opportunity up or can you call him now? I talked to my dad about it. He's like, how much time do you have? I was like, they give me 10 more minutes. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Say yes. Just say yes. And if it turns out that it's a no, you can back out later. Like better better to say yes and then let them know later that you can't do it, somehow mm-hmm. with a car or whatever, rather than saying no and then you're definitely not getting this job. Right. So and I said yes. You can yes. find somebody else with a car if your mom says no and she'll never she never says no anyway. So I don't know anybody else with a car in New York City. You oh, crazy? You no. Go to Hertz, rent one. Well, then that kills the opportunity. <laughs> I will spend the money that I will be making. Right. Trust me, I'm not doing this because I give a shit about being on law and order. I could care less about that. I want the money. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm doing it for the paycheck. Did you ask her? Well, that's what. So right before we got on the air, I was like, you're alive. She's like, of course I'm alive. I was like, well, I don't know. Bob oh, so you get know. bitched like, at now. <laughs> I, I was getting bitched at. I said, you know, Bob and I were like my, my, my dad. I call him Bob. Um, I was like, Bob and I next. We're going to say, like, do we call the police? Do we call the morgue? She's like, what's wrong with you? Stop it. Oh, sorry for worrying about you. Yeah, we thought you're in a boat going to <laughs> I- India. I thought somebody right. stole you. And yeah. <laughs> they're trading you for gold and myrrh. Maybe you were sex trafficked. I don't yeah. know. She's, you know, good looking for her age. So she bitches at you <laughs> for trying yeah, to call. Yeah, so she's bitching at me. What are you calling me so much for? What, what? Because we want to make sure you were, I don't know, alive? Yeah, at first, I had a question. Second, <laughs> we thought you were dead. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You know, I watch so many of those shows. And the one thing the family always says is, you know, I tried to call a couple of times and I didn't want to be panicked about it. I figured, ah, we'll hear from them. And they let like a day go by or they let like a whole night go by. And the cops were like, well, you know, the first 48 hours are super important. And you waiting so long, there's a lot of evidence that we can no longer get now because you waited too long. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling doorman was the first call. Police were going to be the next call. I can see how these forensic shows ruin you. Because last night (laughs) I was going to bed and I turned the TV on and it was on forensic files. I don't know Uh why it was just, it's, it comes on that channel and it's the same dude's voice all the time. It's all I hear is that dude's voice. So Bill Curtis. Yeah. Is it Bill Curtis? No, not Bill Curtis. It's the other, it's, um, uh, Peter, what's his, yeah, he's a famous narrator. I forget his name. Yeah. It's the forensic files guy. He gets paid. He, I yeah. mean, big time money because he's on every episode. But anyway, yeah. while I was getting ready to turn the channel, they said they had a pad of paper and they took the pad of paper and put plastic over it and put stuff on it. And they could see that somebody wrote on top of that paper before. And it was like, this is pretty damn cool. Oh, yeah. no, I'm getting sucked into it. <laughs> see? So, yeah. Peter Thomas, that's his name. Yeah, so now I'm 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 being sucked into forensic files. Yeah. And I got to sit through commercials and oh, it was horrible. No, cuz then you want to find out what happened and then you get to learn something. It's like, "Oh, okay, so if I ever see this, it, you know, you become like a sleuth. They basically they tell you all the secrets. It's almost like the police version of a magician where the magician is telling you all their oh, magic the tricks. Deep darkest secrets. 
Yeah. So you find out from forensics, well, you know, people don't usually look inside a glove, but there's a fingerprint in there. We can find it. Hey, there's something called touch DNA. We'll explain what that is next. Oh, mm. yeah. Tell me. <laughs> wow. No, I didn't even finish it, but I'm I'm going to tell you right now before I finish it tonight, mm. the husband did it. <laughs> it just it just happens that way. And yeah. she sent out notes to her friends saying, I'm leaving my husband. You should sleep with him. He's really good in bed. Clearly, he wrote those notes. That's what they figured out when they when they put the paper on top of this machine and figured out that he wrote the note. And then they're yeah. looking at her tees compared to his tees. They don't even look al- alike. Right. Yeah. So he did it. So I don't even have to finish watching it. This is how it's going to end. So they should just stop the show halfway through and go, we know you figured it out already. The husband did it. So here's the next Forensic Files. No, Forensic Files is not about who done it. It's not about like the twist at the end. It's about the actual forensics that got them to that conclusion. Oh, yeah, so I'm not, not going to know who did yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. And, they, and it's, sometimes it's like obvious in the very beginning. They'll be like, you know, Joe Smith died after a car bomb went off. Was his wife responsible or was it a coworker? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now no, it knows either the wife or the coworker, and they're going to show us the forensics so that they figured out why it was the coworker, not the wife, or maybe the wife was having an affair with the coworker. Uh, But, you know, and then, and then you find out like, you know, bombs have a signature whose signature is this. It's, it's about the how, not the who. Oh, cause I got like 15 minutes left and I'm like, I don't need to finish this because I know he did it. Yeah, no, it's, it's not about that. Okay. So we know he did it. We just got to get more evidence to convict him. They're going to show you some cool ways that they, found out that it was him like stuff you wouldn't have thought about mm-hmm. and they do this weird stuff with like super glue that i'm always like that's amazing like something in my drawer <laughs> could solve a murder <laughs> like super glue that's in- and who figures that out like how do you okay i'm trying to get a fingerprint what do i use i don't know let's try milk nope that didn't work yeah. um let's try uh baby formula no that didn't work it's like tape and super glue or something isn't it yeah, it's, but it's like weird. It's like, how did they, what did they do? What things did they try before they finally got to super glue? Mm-hmm. Peanut butter. No, that didn't work. <laughs> Hairspray. No, no not I, that. I don't think they did that. I think it just happened on accident. Somebody spilled super glue <laughs> near something and a, and a fingerprint popped up and went, whoa, that's kind of cool. That's how right. they figured. I don't think they tried everything in the fridge. <laughs> Go orange juice. <laughs> you don't think so? No, no. orange juice. No, <laughs> I don't know. Open, open the junk drawer. Sour see cream. what's in there. No, not sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just an accident. I see. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> well, I'm glad she's okay. I'm glad that you actually found your your mom. And I'm glad she's not. She's pissed. She's <laughs> she's mad that you found <laughs> she's her. Mad that we've been bothering her for four hours. 